Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Hi. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back to you. I say that like I'm the one who was, who was, you were the one who was gone. I think I think the first week you you were like, "Hey, are we doing this?" and I was like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I, maybe last week you were you were ready, and I was like, "It's just it's so there's so many things. You and I both have a lot going on right now, and and as much as you know, we are this is something that we both enjoy. It's life has a tendency to get in the way of things that are fun." Oh, and the holidays are the worst for fun. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> so yes. Uh, sorry, folks. We've been we were off uh, a little longer than we planned on being, uh, which was not at all. <laughs> but it did give us a chance to do something that we would not have been able to do last week, which is on this episode. It was on Apocalypse Now. Which hi, this is on Apocalypse Now. We forgot to say that at the beginning. Hello, everybody. And I'm Timothy Harvey, and I'm Dustin. And we would, we, last week, we would have loved to have talked about the film Anna and the Apocalypse with one small problem. You hadn't seen it. Yeah, it had opened down where you are, but it hadn't opened here in Kansas City. So I had to wait till this weekend to see it. Because, because you decided to be uh, a legal, legally, you know, like a good citizen and see it in the theater and, and not go to the dark web. Which I always do all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. There's no proof of anything. You can't prove a thing. I would never. I would never even suggest, Tim. Never even suggest. I would hope not. No. I'm deeply, deeply hurt. Anyway. Yeah, so Anna Anna and the Apocalypse. Uh, Folks, if you have not seen this film yet, uh, there will obviously be spoilers. But I highly recommend going to see this film. Right. Uh, this is my this is my big spoiler right up front. I really had a good time watching this. Oh, it's very good. It's a Scottish film, um, which is something that I often appreciate. My family is Scottish, so there's something like, oh, hey, it's something coming out of you know. Uh, although from the accents, you would be hard pressed to think it was a Scottish film. Right. Well, they they do a very British. You know, like everybody's British. Yeah, it's a very sort of standard uh, British Isles kind of accent. There's some variation, obviously. Uh, There is one American character, Mm -hmm. uh, the wonderful Sarah Swire, who was actually not only one of the stars of the film, but she also choreographed all the dance numbers. Oh, really? Yeah, and the zombie movement. Wow. She's like a really, really talented lady. What? Can we wait before we before we get to into our our friends Anna and the Apocalypse? Um, I would like to share something very interesting and exciting with you. Yeah, Please Fear do. the Walking Dead is filming like two and a half miles from my house. Have you have you snuck on set yet? I have fought very hard that exact impulse. 
um, because <laughs> I don't want to be. I, I I thought it would be awesome because I can. I mean, I I kind of feel like I could stop and just take pictures of the set, like on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't yet, and I would not like to be arrested. Oh well, there's that little detail. Yeah, it's a small one, just a just a little nugget. But it's really cool. They're filming in an abandoned, what used to be, what used to be back in the day when I was a child, a drive-through liquor store. Uh, because we have those in Texas, of course. And and uh, and they're they've refurbished it and they've put up like it's it's all zombie-proofed and <laughs> and they've also like taken a little little like one of the a little house that was right next door and they've turned it kind of zombie proofed and cool looking and they're right on the road I mean like right there I mean I really really want to go and like sneak onto set and like I want to do it when everyone's there this is why I have it done you know I want to go that and the being arrested part yes I want to go when everyone is there and be like but like you know Alicia Alicia. <laughs> well, if you get the opportunity, then that would be fantastic. We would love to yeah. interview and talk to any of these folks. They're all oh, I know it would be awesome. So yeah, that'd be great. maybe I'll maybe I'll I'll make an attempt. Well, try to do it legally so that you know I don't have to. Well, I can't bail you out. I'm sorry. I no, you can't. <laughs> it would have to be my parents, and they would not be very happy. Probably not. It's a bad example for the kids. Right. Daddy, why are you in jail? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Conversations you don't want to have. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, but that's cool, though. Um, It would be very cool if you get it. But set security is kind of an important thing for spoilers and things like that. So when did you go to go see you? Did you go with your sister? Yes. Katie and I went and saw Anna and the Apocalypse about two weeks ago. Ish, yeah. It had a it had a fairly limited release initially, and it just went wide this weekend. Well, it was only in one, um, yeah, one Alamo Draft House here in in Austin, uh, and it was you know the the it was packed, and you know we all had a good time. And Alamo Draft Houses are always really good for for you know movie seeing because they uh, don't allow you to like talk on your cell phone and they don't allow you to chat with the person next to you and it's really nice (laughs) yeah it actually opened at when well it screened at fantastic fest like a year ago yeah it's they've been they've been uh talking about it for a long time but it didn't open i think the it opened on the november 30th here in the states um and then it like i said just went wide now this this weekend and it is okay so it's it's a musical and it's a comedy but it's also a zombie movie so it's you know got some zombie and zombie and 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 Ladies and gentlemen, the Swedish chef. <laughs> no, it was yes, it's it's very good, 
but it starts out with all of the same, like the beats we expect from basically any teen romantic comedy. Anna is this really sweet girl whose best friend is a, just a dorkable little nerd <laughs> and who is so obviously in love with her. Like, so obviously. I can't remember his name. Give me one second. Uh, John is the name of the character. Malcolm Cumming is the name of the actor. Yes. Um, so John is, like, so obviously in love with Anna but Anna wants literally, you know, he's her best friend. She doesn't want anything to do with him because he's her best friend. And she doesn't want to complicate it. And, you know, why would she do that? It's almost got that John Hughes 1980s vibe right off the bat. Right. That sort of classic teenage coming of age, getting ready to go off into the world. Because they're in their senior year and they're getting ready to go off to the... Right. You know, he's going to go off to art school. Yeah, he's going to go to art school, and she's decided to go traveling. She's going to go to Australia. Which her father is not thrilled about. Well, her father was unaware of. Let's, let's give Dad just a tiny bit of credit. He was unaware that she was leaving until, like, the very first five minutes of the movie. And then he's not thrilled about it. <laughs> then he's not thrilled about it. But he hasn't any time to think about it. The world ends that night. It, that does complicate things a little bit. Right. And, of course, Anna and John have, like, all of the basic friends. There's Chris, who's, like, the geeky film guy, and he's got a girlfriend named Lisa, who's, like, this little actress, and she's adorable. And and she's really good at putting her foot in her mouth. Oh, yeah. She's very... Because... She just kind of opens her mouth and just things fall out, and usually they're embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. Meanwhile... Anna has been hooking up with this guy named Nick. And Nick is just the worst. (laughs) He's a jock. And he's rude. And he's like, just the, you know, just that guy, that guy you hate. Oh yeah, he picks on his fellow classmates. He's, he makes sexual innuendos all the time. He's... And Anna's kind of done with him. Yeah. And John's really happy that Anna's done with Nick. And you know, I'm eating ice cream. By the is, way, I hope you haven't. There, I was, I was beginning to suspect there was some some food happening in the background. I just watched my, I just watched my levels as I scraped my ice cream cup mm-hmm. next to the microphone. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be pretty special. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to right. it. So anyway, it's the night of the Christmas play or the Christmas pageant. And everybody's going except for Anna, who has to work, and John, who has to be within three meters of Anna at all times. <laughs> John actually also works at the bowling alley that they both work at. But I don't think that he is going there to work. I don't, I don't think that that's why he was there. Probably not. And this is like the, the it's the worst Christmas pageant ever. I mean... The... Except, okay, we have to stop here because, <laughs> because we didn't talk about the songs yet. Oh, yeah. And we didn't talk about Steph yet. Right. The first song of the movie is called No Hollywood Ending. And it is so freaking good. It's a it's this song about how 
if you're basically it's telling the audience like if you're gonna watch this just realize this is not an american movie (laughs) it's not gonna end the way you think it should end and it basically like anna points out like i mean and this is all happening in the song the very first song of the movie and she's like i'm not gonna end up with john and, uh, oh, by the way, Chris and Lisa are not going to end up together. <laughs> this is not happening. None of these things are happening. Yeah, it's like the, the, one of the recurring lines of the song is, I wish someone had told me that the books and the, mu- the, books and the musicals and, and the songs about love were all lies. And that none of this is, you know, this, the, you just can't trust any of this stuff. You can't trust... The premise <laughs> that, the, that the film is basically going, "Hey there, it's a teenage." You know, you've got the you've got the those the tropes sitting right there in front of you, and oh yeah, now it's a musical, and it's a very that whole sequence is poppy and upbeat and sweet, and the whole thing is like, just don't get too attached. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, I mean, it's it's. Okay, so the whole sequence is very much High School Musical. I mean, literally, the the, the film in the mm-hmm. show, High School Musical. And it is intentional. Oh, yeah, they're dancing around the... They're dancing around the, uh, the cafeteria, and they're using trays as drums, and... I mean, it's, it's very aware of what it's doing. And then you have those lyrics, and you're like, hang on. <laughs> and it's... But it's very good. And meanwhile... We talk about Steph. And Steph's the best character. Oh, the movie yeah. should be about. It should be Steph in the Apocalypse. So, yeah, yeah, she's Sarah Swire. Like I mentioned, she's the, the, the actress who plays the part, but she's also the choreographer uh, mm. for the film. She did the, she did the zombie movement. She's, she's done videos and choreography for Bell and Sebastian. She was... Oh, wow. She's back, she's back in Canada, but she's, uh, she spent seven years in Scotland working there. So, I mean, she's, this is... This was a pretty amazing, I mean, I just, because I'm digging into the film and looking into the, you know, reading interviews and things, and I came across this because I'm like, Steph is the best. I just. Right. <laughs> She's so damn funny. Right. And, and it starts off very much like, you know, she's this awkward American who has like, act, you know, her family has moved her to to the British Isles, whether or not they're in Scotland is beside the point, (laughs) especially for their accents. And, you know, she has been moved here, and this is where she lives, and, you know, like, her girlfriend's kind of maybe broken up with her over Christmas, and now she's, you know, and her parents have shuffled off to Mexico. Yeah, and she's, and she's, uh, a trying to be a journalist with the school blog <laughs> and, and but the uh but the principal or soon to be principal right now uh vice principal whose name is mr savage is not does not want any of that no stuff. he doesn't want he, and he's into some degree he's kind of like the prototypical terrible principal head coach that again it's it's very much a john hughes kind of stock character and he's played by uh, the British comedian Paul Kay, who is an amazing actor. And 
He's been on Game of Thrones. He played Terry Pratchett uh, in the memorial special they made about Terry Pratchett. And you could literally have, you know, put him and Terry Pratchett side by side and believe they were the same guy. And he's an amazing actor. Right. Um, and he is just the worst human being in this film. <laughs> oh, he's terrible. Yeah, this is, bef- you know... This is who, and he's so power hungry, and like he's so like you know he he loves his little school, and you know if this were if this kind of this was a sort of a John Hughesy sort of thing, you might get a humanizing moment for Savage where he, you know, pulls one of the little scamps aside, and it's like you know. Well, they give him they give him the tiniest bit of one because he appears for one line of the song as as we're doing this incredible opening number uh and he he kind of sneaks around the corner and sings one line and sneaks away and for that moment he just seems really sad and just this he he seems to be this small sad man and that is but that is the only moment of sympathy you have for the guy he's just awful i know it's really bad but yeah, so anyway, so that's our cast of characters. And at the Christmas play, while Anna and John are at work, uh, zombies happen. <laughs> yeah, they, they, you get the little standard news story in the background where they talk about some pandemic thing going on. And everyone's just kind of like, ah, whatever. Yeah. Right, that's that's really funny. I always love I love when movies do that. I really, really do. Because it's like it shows how little people are paying attention to just the lives they're leading around yeah. themselves. Well, there's I mean there's there's a bit at the very beginning. I mean it, it's literally at the very beginning, it's a breaking news story. There's Christmas music playing on the radio in Anna's dad's car as they're driving to school and you know, she changes the station <laughs> back to Christmas music. Right, because he stopped talking. Like they, the music stopped playing, so she was done. Um, and then, of course, Lisa has a song during the Christmas pageant, which is like the most sexually. Like at first, you think, "Oh, she's, oh, she doesn't know that it's so sexual." And then the next thing you know is like, "Oh no, she does know." Like there's no way she doesn't know. You don't hire Santa, Santa dancers. In, you know, in red <laughs> tight boxer briefs and suspenders to come out and grind on you if you don't know you're singing a song about fucking. You just don't. Oh, and it's so, the, the audience reactions are perfect. There's yeah. like mass embarrassment and and some people are grinning ear to ear. And Savage is losing his damn mind. <laughs> and Chris's grandmother is sitting in the audience and she's like thumbs up. and <laughs> Right. It's adorable. Uh, but it's also, uh, Chris has gone off, there's there's a little subplot here about um, Steph is trying to get the story about homelessness in town out in the paper, and uh, uh, Savage doesn't want her to do this. He so she's going to, yeah, so she now she's going to do like a gorilla. She, she enlists uh, Chris to come help her, and they're going to go, they're going to blow the lid off of it. And Chris is, Chris, we see a bit where Chris is showing his reel to his teacher in class, his video reel, and it's just awful. I mean, and his, right. his teacher, who's got the, the, she's got the thickest Scottish accent of anybody in the film, and it's not thick at all, uh, is like, 
um, you know, this is not good. <laughs> and so, so right. Steph's selling point to to have Chris come out and do this on the night of the of the Christmas pageant is that you know you need something that's good, and this this is a potential here. And he's like, okay, and he promises to be back in time for Lisa's song. And so there's. The, there's the sad bit where you see the chair and his name on it and it's empty and, and she's singing and she keeps looking at the chair and it's all very cute. It's cute. It's adorable. But at that moment, like, you don't know. Like, we know. The audience does because we've been getting clues since the movie started. But they don't know that Chris and, and Steph are out probably paddling zombies. In fact, that is what they <laughs> end up – we find out that they were doing all night because they, cause they are at um, – so everyone who is at the school for the Christmas pageant gets trapped there. Right. And Anna and John, who are completely oblivious, just go home. Right. <laughs> and they get up the next day and they're talking about, you know, okay, this is the day I'm going to turn things around. That's the whole song. I think the song is actually called Turning, or, Turning My Life Around or something like that. And it's got a great dance number and they're both, you know, because... Because Anna's going to just, you know, all the questions in her life about taking this trip and her dad and all these things are, uh, just, she's going to put them behind. And <laughs> poor John. And and John, yeah, John's like, today's the day I'm going to tell her I love her. And we're going to, you know, I'm going to turn it all around. And, and meanwhile, all around them, people are being mauled by zombies and they just don't know. Yeah, they both got, they both got uh, headphones in. And it's a, it's a scene that very much evokes... Uh, intentionally again there's a lot of homages in this film the whole Shaun of the Dead bit where Shaun is walking to uh-huh. work and he's he's oblivious to everything happening and so it's the combination of both a big musical dance number and and zombies attacking people in the background <laughs> right and there's a moment there are moments where their their actions sort of Emulate like their actions and the zombies kind of emulate them a mm-hmm. little bit, and that's really cute. And you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in this in this particular dance number that I really oh, like. Yeah. It's it's fun and it's a little silly because it's a musical because all musicals are a little bit silly, and it's very very entertaining. And then of course they meet of course in a graveyard because they're. Their, their two routes right. to school intersect at the graveyard. Which, by the way, is the safest place in the world to be during a uh, during a zombie apocalypse because ain't no zombies in there. Are you sure you want to go with that? Because we just did the Walking Dead finale? Alright, well, those, <laughs> you know, those are different. <laughs> That's a different situation. Okay. So then, unfortunately, they find themselves encountering their first zombie. Right. And it's a guy in a um, snowman suit. Frosty the snowman costume. Right. And Anna decapitates him, like, <laughs> really with no, like, like I've, I don't think she, this is the first, I mean, this has to be, like, the not the first time she's decapitated somebody, <laughs> quite honestly. Uh, because she, not only does she do it with no, like, she just does it, uh, she also is like, oh, I guess that's what happens now. I guess that's what we're doing Well, now. no, I, 
both of them are shocked and and John's like he's a zombie and Anna's like there's no such thing as zombies and she, he goes then what's that and points at the decapitated head which is still chomping and she's like this cannot be happening oh but it's so funny I mean it's just the look on the look on both their faces when this guy's head just pops off it's kind of like ah blood splatter i mean it's this is a film that does not shy away from the gore right it's pretty bad which is so it oh yeah it's it's for it's actually so so there's things that are happening here that are very much your teenage you know teenage movie moments and then there's these horror moments and then there's the musical moments and it honestly shouldn't work but it does it works real well it does it works real well, yeah. So they somehow end up back at the bowling alley. And just so happen to be at the bowling alley are Steph and Chris. And so the four of them hook up together. And there's another really awesome song about the world ending. Like, the now, oh, this is now happening. And, and you know, Lisa has, she joins in even though she's stuck at the school and so the five of them sing this song together, and it's really good. Like, the music in this movie is very good. And I thought about more than once, like, trying to get, uh, like, find out what the soundtrack... But then, of course, that's weird. Like, do you really want the zombie musical soundtrack? Well, and the soundtrack is available. Um, and the name of the song is Human Voice. And it is very much a... This is a song that could have easily come out of like the 19, late 80s, early 90s, and from some British band like Human League or something. I mean, it's got that very specific, right. it's got a distinct sound that is very much that period. And you could ease, and, and mm-hmm. it in the context of the film, it's very appropriate, but it's, it's like one of those songs that could have stood on its own as just like some song off somebody's album. Right. And everyone in this film sings really well. I mean, they're, these are very, very talented people. There's only, I think, one one song that I thought was not as strong as the others. And in the context of the film, it actually works that way. And it's Savage's, Savage's solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Yeah. There's something to be said for... It should sound the way it sounds because of who the character is. So they decide... I mean, there's a zombie battle. They have to fight a bachelorette, bachelor party that for some reason was having their thing uh, uh, at the bowling alley the week before Christmas. But, you know, let's not get in. Let's not par- <laughs> pick apart that logic. <laughs> yeah, because these guys come back, and so they have this great fight. And they're all just... These are not, these are not um, hardened veterans of the zombie wars. These are teenagers who are just like what am i supposed to do right but they're also they're all this is also not one of those worlds like the walking dead world where they're like what are these things like no these are zombies it's like what do i do well destroy the brain (laughs) dummy just do it yeah and i have to say like they're they end up they do a pretty good job and so they decide that they're not going to uh wait around they have to go to the school but And so the next morning they decide they're going to go to the school and see if they can find their family and friends and stuff. Yeah, and meanwhile, back at the school, Savage has sort of taken over. Right. And the, and, and just, you know, the, the military, there's a military base right over there and they're going to come for us. And so we just need to, you know, 
hold together long enough for the evacuation to happen. Right. This does not, in the grand tradition of all zombie stories, the next morning when our, our heroes look out the window, it's like, oh, look, it's the military. They've all become zombies. Right. <laughs> Oops. Oops. In a British accent. Oops. <laughs> All them, all them, all them military guys is all zombies. Oh, good God. You and Dick Van Dyke. Let's just never do that again. Hey, <laughs> governor. Hey, oh, governor. Is you a zombie? Did you go all bitey? If we have any British listeners, I would like to apologize on behalf of all of us who can do accents. And please don't just stop listening now. It's... Dustin just can't help himself. We're, we're we're sorry. You know you loved it. If we have British, if we have if we have British listeners, you know they uh-huh. loved sure. it. They love that I'm shit. Sorry. So, anyway, on their way to school, who do they run into? But Nick and his band of idiots. <laughs> and of course, of course, the biggest bullies are the ones who are like. Just loving the zombie apocalypse. Oh yeah, the the first words out of John's mouth to them are, "Oh, look, you're looting." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they make it. You know, they they have they have a great song about you know we're the kings of this world and you know ha 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 and hit hit parade and tip tip ta da and all that. And, you know, so they decide, the, the the jerks decide, well, Nick decides, because he, you know, wants to be with Anna, uh, that they're going to accompany them to the uh, school, and their first choice as the new uh, designated leaders is, let's go into this really spooky area where there's going to be a lot of zombies, because A, it's shorter, and B, it's going to oh, be yeah, a lot a, of it's fun. It's this Christmas tree... Uh, enclosure, I guess, and it's yeah, it's like in a mall, in a room, and it's like, why would you put your Christmas trees in a mall in a room? Aren't those supposed to be out in the outside? Yeah, it's very strange, but it's also very spooky. In you know, it's a lot of dark corners, and they can't see around. Uh, although uh, Chris actually has a smart little idea of taking his phone. And using it, uh, sticking around a corner so they can see. We left out, we left out one of the funniest bits in the film where they are attempting to move. uh, It's right when they leave the bowling alley and they use the the ball pit (laughs) uh, container. Oh, right. And they're like, and they're walking along. And it's, it's another, it's, it's the first bit where I sat there and went, Steph is absolutely the best. I mean, she was funny up until this point, but this is the point where it was just perfect. Because they're, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Mary, Mary, was it Mary Fuck Kill? Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, they try to do that. And Chris is like, so, Steph, uh, would you do Zombie Rihanna, Zombie Miley Cyrus, and Zombie whatever the third one was? And she's like, Beyonce. She's like, None of them, they're zombies. <laughs> Because zombies, they're zombies. And for, well, first she says, well, kill zombie Rihanna. Or no, kill... Or, 
<laughs> and it's like, you're, you know, or no, she says, Mar- I guess marry zombie Rihanna. And she's like, you're going to kill zombie Beyonce? And she's like, I'm going to kill them all. They're zombies. <laughs> and then and they suddenly find themselves surrounded by zombies. And one of this old lady, and she sits on on top of Steph's head. And Steph, the look on her face is just perfect. Oh, so funny. And I, there's something about the way that uh, that Steph moves. Like, I mean, it makes oh, yeah. a lot of sense now that she's the choreographer of this movie because she moves like she's, you know, like, like a robot that somebody brought to life. Like, you know, she pivots on her waist. Like, you know, she doesn't move her shoulders or head at all. Everything is like a pivot from the waist, and then her arms are like always like path bent, and it's just really, you know. But it's also it also fits the character very well because she's although they don't make nobody makes a big deal about the fact that she's she's the only gay character we see in. Well, that's not true. We actually right. see we actually see during the the this is not a Hollywood ending uh, sequence. There's actually a couple of boys who are looking at other boys lovingly, but there's not it's not dwelling. right, but. She's sort of this, her personality kind of makes her an outcast to some degree. She's very blunt. She has a scene early in the film where she, uh, you know, she makes a comment about, you know, at least, at least you're, so so something about Anna's mom. And of course, Anna's mom is dead. So, yeah. And then she realizes she said this ultimately very cruel thing. And it's, so she's got this sort of outcast mentality going on. And so she's she's very awkward in her movements and it fits so well. She's just so much fun to watch. Right. And like I said, she moves, her movements are crazy. And there's a couple of moments like, you know, eventually they get to the school and she, she ends up in, in Savage's office and she's like trying to find certain things. And like, she pulls out this bottle of, of, of vodka and she like looks at it and she like pivots over and like drops it into the bag that they're taking (laughs) like without moving like her body it's like her body doesn't move at all it's just a pivot at her waist and a drop and it was just the way she moves is so great how spoilery do we want to get because yeah i mean we're we're already been very very spoilery and this is terrible idea actually uh because we do want people to watch this film i i this is one of those things where we run into the risk of of what we regularly do for the Walking Dead universe, which right. is a recap and discussion. And here is something that the film is so much fun. And yeah, I've been looking at reviews online where some people have been like, well, it doesn't quite. And it's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. No. Go see this movie. It is, uh, it's funny. There's a lot of heart in this film. There's a lot of emotion in the characters. Right. And surprisingly, with the even even characters like... Nick. Even characters like Nick get a moment where you're like, okay, yes, you're not a good person, but there's a reason for it. Yeah. It's the kind of movie that, like I said, it shouldn't work. It shouldn't... A zombie comedy... A, a teenage zombie musical. comedy musical should not work. And you and I watched... That Disney zombie film. <laughs> we did. Which was And so... that is a teenage zombie comedy musical that did not work. Right. And there's something to be said 
for giving it a shot, but <laughs> they didn't pull it off. This does. We could basically stop and say, we've given you enough. We've given, if you have not seen this film, we've given you enough to let you know that you should, where you should know, like, this is a good movie and you should go see it. Yeah, and it's, a, it's an amazing cast. If you are familiar at all with British programming, there's a lot of familiar faces in this. Um, <clears throat> Ella Hunt, who plays Anna, has been in a lot of stuff. Like I said, uh, Paul Kay is a very popular actor and comedian over there. Um, Sarah Swire, uh, not familiar, was not familiar with her at all. And before we started recording tonight, I was down the rabbit hole looking at videos, and I, I watched her choreography reel. I'm just like, she's so much fun to watch. Right. Um, but Malcolm Cumming as John, Ben Wiggins, who plays Nick, these are all really talented young people. And they're all relatively young. They're all in their 20s. And of course, in the grand tradition of right. 20-year-olds playing high schoolers. But they're all like seven, they're all like 18 years old in the film. Right. So they all they're all believable as teenagers. And the music is really good. Mhm. If you're expecting it to be all of a tone, it's not. It 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 allows the film to do things to go places you wouldn't expect it to go. Right. Uh and yet still be a teenage zombie musical. Right. And it and it does have its, you know, it it, it and it, I think it fits like if if this this could easily be transferred to a stage play. Oh, yeah. Because of the way that it works. The way that things work, it makes it... It ends... The film ends basically as a stage play. And, you know, I think that that is... I think that it could be adapted and be awesome. The only thing you would miss out, I think, is... There's so much that happens in these actors' faces that you would mm-hmm. lose out on the distance that you automatically get with a stage play. You're not right there. I mean, whoever they would have playing Steph, you know, right. the, lo- the look on, on Steph's face in so many scenes is just amazing. Um, but they all do such a great, great job that you end up feeling, in, in the grand tradition of every well-done teenage film in the grand tradition of every well-done musical and not in the grand tradition of every zombie movie. Right. Um, you actually, the characters have arcs and they have the, in, in many ways, <laughs> in many ways, it is a coming of age film. Right. Just, you know, with zombies and musical numbers and I think it works. I mean, I was, I was, I was charmed. <laughs> I was just charmed by the whole film. And with the exception, like I said, with the exception of one musical number that I think is almost intentional, um, the, the 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 strength of and they're all they all sing their these are they are actually singing the songs, right? Um, uh, they're all really really talented singers. So it's it's a really really well made film. It was one of the more enjoyable films I've seen this year, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. To go see it. (laughs) I think we have a couple more weeks. So I think we should continue this trend. Mm -hmm. And 
actually cover a film that we can uh, talk about more in depth and do either Cooties uh, or Shaun of the Dead next week. Well, I think I think we will have to decide which one because those are both great choices. I'll have to think about that. But uh, yeah, right. a little retro there. Um, it's it's really really nice. I have to say that for all the for all the I don't know angst that we deal with with the Walking Dead universe, uh, desire to reach through and grab hold of a writer and shake them periodically. This this was this was a nice this was a nice mental cleanser. For that kind of just, I mean, it's it's a zombie movie, guys. Fair, fair warning, you know it. It the the zombie stuff is serious in in the context of the film, but it is it is ultimately just so much fun. Oh yes, definitely. Go see it. Go encourage them because there's actually there's a, a bit of a sad story behind the making of the film, which is Ryan McHenry um, wrote a short in 2010 won a BAFTA award called zombie musical. And he actually passed away a couple of years ago. And so his friends got together and made, basically said, we're going to make them the feature that he wanted to make. So that's what this film is. So there's a lot more to it than just, I mean, if nothing else, um, go see it because it's a legacy of somebody who made a really, really funny you know, award-winning short film. And as people who make short films, mm-hmm. you and I, um, you know, that's something that, that I can certainly right. understand. So, excellent film. Excellent film. Go see yes. it. Yes. As always, we thank you for listening to Zompocalypse Now. Yes. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. We'd love to have you follow us there. If you've watched this movie and want to tell us what you think, we would love to hear that. Especially if you liked it. And if you didn't like it, we'd like to hear what you didn't like about it. And if I could also make a plug for my other podcast, the one I do with my kid, Family Movie Nightmare, where we just finished talking about the Channel Zero series, the Sci-Fi Channel, the Sci-Fi Channel, Channel Zero series. (laughs) That's redundant. But uh, yeah, so we have a lot of fun doing that. And my kid uh, has also been... Uh, was a host, a, a guest host on this very show while you were in the process yeah. of moving. So we, uh, you know, if you guys could check that out and, and share this show, share that show, encourage more listening, that would be fantastic. Uh, and as always, of course, we appreciate you guys listening. Yes, and uh, we will see you next week for more Zompocalypse Now. Hooray! Zompocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.